This is Let's Talk Business with your host, Mark Ebinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that highlights and promotes entrepreneurs to learn more about their vision, goals, and marketing strategies. I'm your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Virtual Staffing, a company that specializes in virtual hiring virtual assistants from outside the United States, which is really a great op- a way for small businesses to leverage the manpower that they need to grow. And I'm Kian Frith, business breakthrough specialist and the numbers man. The numbers man. Is that new? Who came up with that? That's me. It's a moment of inspiration. Yeah. Just out walking, blue sky thinking. It works. You know how it is. It I think works. Everybody needs to have a business coach who's a numbers guy in their, in their quiver. You know Absolutely. what I mean? See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I've got to set yourself apart from all the other business coaches out there. Like, I'm not your stereotypical business coach. What do I do? I do numbers. Heck yeah. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Tracy Tesson, who recently launched a, a local microgreens business named Microgreen Gems. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mark. We're also going to talk with Samantha Guajardo, an expert with business networking and the CEO of Elite Business Link, which I like the name. Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So whose idea was the name of the business? It was mine. Right. It took a little while. All right, cool. A quick reminder for you that you guys can find video and podcast versions of the show by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. We'd also like to invite you to join our entrepreneur podcast community on Patreon, where you guys can get exclusive content and lots of it. We're we're like shooting additional content um, that's like doing bios and stuff like that. That it's really a good way for us to get to know each other in short form content because. You know, a lot more people are watching short form video content than they are the longer 30, 35 minute videos. Although I do, I do get word that people are watching the show or listening to the show while they're doing their house cleaning and stuff like that. Driving. How do you listen to the show? Why are you looking at me like that? Talking about house cleaning. <laughs> what? Like you're making the assumption I do the house cleaning. What? I do house cleaning. I do house cleaning. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But okay. <laughs> it's just a bit stereotypical. How do you listen to the show? Um, at my desk. I'm working away because long hours. So, yeah, it's at my desk. I'm on my stand-up desk, which I got from Salvation Army for under 40 bucks, which is awesome. A stand-up desk, huh? Because the numbers, man, you see. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So members of the uh, Patreon community also get access to uh, the community. So this is a great place. I love business networking, which is what you're into as well, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like... It's one thing to be on the podcast. It's it's another thing to go to the. Did you guys get your tickets to the? I did. Uh, you I did? did. You I'll did. Be All right. I because you. we're sold out now. So wow. yeah. Yeah. congratulations! Hey. Awesome. I'm getting a lot of pressure to launch another round of tickets, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I like that exclusivity. But anyway, so but coming together in a uh, an event like that is really cool as well. Um, but then having access to each other in a community where there's a something common tying us all together, like being on the show that everybody knows me and I be like, hey, you know, if you you want great stuff to add to your smoothie, then Tracy's the guy to do that, and this is how you get a hold of him. So stuff like that, and then you know, bringing community together mm-hmm. is community important? Oh, definitely, it's massively important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, business is huge. Yeah, it is yeah. huge, right? Absolutely. We had uh, uh, this the interim CEO and president of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce on it earlier. And uh, that was all about, you know, again, community and connections are super important. So I want to bring that value to what we're doing here with the podcast. So if you guys are interested in being a part of the Patreon community, make sure you head over to the website at satalkradio.com. Click on the member community area and uh, get yourself signed up on Patreon, which Patreon is a great service. It's like having the podcast on your own app, which is kind of cool. Very nice. All right. So, uh, quick, uh, speaking of which, member recognition, uh, we've got some new members to announce. Martha Shonaway, 
um, with Tangent Tees, Jake and Harper with Rare Form Agency, Keaton Freeberg, Texas Suits, Imad Gerges, Simply Bookkeeping, and Matt Nelson, which he designed this podcast studio mm-hmm. over at Peachtree Rose Marketing. Okay, so nice. launching a new business. I've, you guys are both fairly new to the business launching world. Tracy, you've been at it for a little bit now. How many months? A little bit. Um, I started you know, just doing this as a business uh, after a hobby, but I've been really since July, really, is when I started it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but been doing it as a, a hobby prior to that. So, um, Kian, your area of expertise in business coaching, you're a numbers guy. What are some things that when you're launching a new business that these folks should be keeping in mind as they walk it out? Yeah, I was hoping you were going to ask something like that or it was going to come up in the conversation because one of the key things that I don't know whether you guys have done it, but the number of times I talk to entrepreneurs, they're starting out a business. And I go, you've got a business plan. Have you run your numbers, if you've got a strategy over what you're going to do over the next kind of like 12 months. And I don't know whether you guys have, you're both looking a little bit nervous, so I'm kind of assuming, <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, and actually, do you know what? That is what I come across time and time again. And actually, I would really recommend that you, you do do those two key steps. Because actually what it does is it starts to focus the mind. And, and you know how, um, if you go to some of these business startups, they say, oh, you need to do a, a lengthy business plan. You have, end up with pages and pages of documents no, you don't need that. You need a plan on a page. You need to talk to an expert who knows how to do it. Just saying. And um, have your, your plan on a page and then have a, a financial strategy. Have your, your cash flow mapped out. And then you know some targets can go for. Two real key things. So, Tracy, when yes. you started your business, mm-hmm. how did you approach the business plan aspect of what Keaton was saying? So, I had a retail career uh, that actually helped me out with the, the numbers. Um, I started out by just putting together a small business plan like like he was talking about on a sheet of paper. Um, I have the numbers as far as profit and loss statements and things like that. So I have already set that up. So I know how much everything's going to cost me and how much I'm going to be making. So that's part of my background. And so it was pretty easy for me to start that. Okay. Awesome. I like that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Oh, thank I like you. that. Thank you. Well so, done. So Samantha, I'll put you on the hot seat now too. So <laughs> when it comes to, and, and just to be transparent, I didn't hit it that accurate, right? I was just like, ah, I'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody does it their own way. Yeah. But how did you approach the business plan aspect when you're launching? Uh, jumped in blindly, you know? I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know, I, I kind of just had a vision of what I wanted to do. And I have some business friends that kind of helped guide me in the process. I also had a meeting with Keen, So I'm going to be getting all my financials in order and get that set and have another meeting with him and talk about it. So, yeah, it was pretty much just this is what I want to do. This is I'm going to take a step and just keep going forward. So it. are you I'm guessing that you're planning on being a real true professional at yes. this, right? growing a real business. What does that business look like in, say, two years? Oh, man, in two years? I mean, I can already see it. This year is really going to explode. I see that it's going to get big. In two years, hopefully by then, I'll be able to expand out around San Antonio, maybe even out of the state. Who knows? But I do see it getting big. What's the infrastructure look like? How can you handle that much growth? Um, well, I think that's something that I'm, I need to write down and get more in line on how I'm going to get there. Um, but I do see it. I'm probably going to have to hire some people, work on some website stuff to kind of get it more organized. Yeah, yeah social media, websites, mm-hmm. you know, follow-ups, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then event planning is, wow, that's a lot of work, right? Because mm-hmm. you're getting hired to do all the stuff that, that people don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. Kian, what kind of recommendations would you have as she's kind of walking this part of her business out brand new? 
that she can get some free advice right here on the show. Well, I suppose the, one of the interesting things, like Samantha and I have been having some conversations over this because actually what she's got is some really awesome brands there. And one of the recommendations I'd be making to Samantha and others who are going to businesses, actually think about what it is that you're launching because do you have clear brands for each of the elements? See, Samantha has the, the San Antonio networking calendar, um, which is a, a concierge calendar, isn't it, mm -hmm. basically? Uh, and then she has the uh, event planning and then she has the elite um, business networking. Mm -hmm. and so you've got these three elements and there's three great brands. So actually thinking about it up front, having it part of a business plan um, and then having it really understood of what you want to do with each of those over a period of time is really helpful because if you're then thinking about where do you want to be in two years time, three years time, that's a great question because most business owners don't think about where they're going to be in two years, three years, five years time and where they're going to be building up for expansion, where they're going to open up um, new um, locations, where they're even preparing for a sale. And actually, if you think about that stuff up front, it really helps you to, with your branding, understands exactly where you're going, and it really gets you razor-focused, which is utterly crucial. Well, so here's a tough question. So do you have, like, any reservations about it? Because that's three businesses. I've, I've got two that I'm dealing with. One's a podcast, which is its own business, right, because I have to feed it fund it and all the things, right? Plan for it and all of that. And then the virtual staffing on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So she's looking at, Samantha's looking at launching three businesses, to your point. So is that a hazard? Is it a good thing? Should she focus somewhere first? Or how should that, you know, just based on your recommendation? <laughs> um, I'll be honest, um, Samantha, I did it similar to you. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, that I've, I've got multiple businesses going. Would I recommend it? Probably not. But do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's difficult because, you know, sometimes we're, we're, we have these ideas and you don't want to park something because it's a great idea and you want to build that out in your spare time, which you never have. So then all of a sudden you're just flat out on three things at once. And like, ah, you know, mm. you're flying by the seat of your pants type thing. But it's same time worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, would you want to do it any other way? Probably not. Would I want to do it any other way? Probably not. <laughs> No. Well, so I, the reason why I can ask that question comfortably is because we've had the discussion itself. And, and, and Kian said to me, he's like, Mark, you've got two businesses here. Which one is actually bringing in the most of the revenue? And that's where you need to focus your majority of your efforts so it can fund the rest of the stuff. And I think that's a fair assessment. Mm -hmm. That's why I wanted right. to bring that up, because at the end of the day, you know, everything can feel good and sound good. But it's like what actually produces to make sure that Samantha and Tracy can get to you know, where they need to be. That's right. what but, matters. But, but sometimes you don't know that till you jump in with your two feet. And yeah. then, you have to, then you have to run with them and work out which one is, you know, we had the conversation about me meeting a, a problem that's out there, meeting a need that's out there with the consumers, with the other businesses, so forth. And until you start running with something, you don't really know how successful it's going to be necessarily mm -hmm. if you haven't done all that business planning and that in the beforehand. So you're going to have to go through a trial and error. And then hopefully you find one that really takes off. Now, I suppose one of the risks here for Samantha, though, is actually her three ideas are flipping fantastic and they've all got potential. So if they all take off at once, she's going to be an extremely busy lady, at which point she's going to need some virtual staffing, I would have thought, because mm -hmm. she's not going to be able to cope with it otherwise. That's how I dealt with it. Yeah. I tell you what, exactly. I would not be able to have the podcast as successful as it is without a team behind it and an affordable team. And it's so nice being able to hire and fire as we need to go as we go mm -hmm. along Definitely. without all the red tape and everything else. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Great discussion. I, I think we're going to get into the individual segments here, but um, really yeah. at the end of the day, it's like what kind of value can we draw out for these folks in here, but also other folks that are listening? Yeah. For sure. So 
Awesome. So first up on the show is Tracy Tesson, who recently launched a local microgreens company uh, named Microgreen Gems. So Tracy, tell me a little bit about your background. Give me about 90 seconds of that. What kind of led you to where you're at now? So I had a retail background that uh, spanned over about 37 years of retail um, with uh, two different major big box companies. Um, And um, so I have that in my repertoire as far as selling uh, as far as the numbers, uh, like he is saying, um, as far as that's concerned. Um, and the reason I started this company was because uh, my wife suffered from uh, anemia and she needed some sort of supplement to be able to help her with her, her iron deficiency. Um, and so I started looking into it and found out that microgreens and broccoli and, and, and uh, the main one would be the best thing for her. Uh, so basically, I just started out just growing broccoli for her just to help her. Um, and then when things turned around and COVID hit and all that kind of good stuff, then, you know, things changed in my uh, career. And so then I was able to take this and my wife encouraged me to make it a business. So basically that's what we've started and we started since July. So talk a little bit about what microgreens are. So microgreens are the second stage of a, of a vegetable or herb. Uh, the first stage is your sprouts. A lot of people confuse sprouts with microgreens. Uh, but microgreens um, actually are what's called the cotyledon stage. So um, most people would know that when a farmer plants uh, some seeds in the ground, um, they wait for the, the seeds to come up and they get to the two cotyledon stages. So what does the farmer do after that? They start watering pesticides, start trying to make that thing grow. Well, over time, just like we as humans, we lose our, our oomph, we lose our energy, we start to get tired. Well, same thing happens to a plant, right? So... Um, the seed hole is going to give us the most nutrition that plant is ever going to have. So we, we harvest that at that stage where it has about 40 times more nutrition than the actual plant. Um, so that's, that's the studies that have happened out there. Uh, and that's another reason I wanted to, to be able to come out and talk about it because San, San Antonio needs a little bit more nu- healthier nutritional <laughs> value out here. So we're, uh, we're, out, we're out here trying to get that accomplished today. Well, I, I, so I, I love that mission because I think when we, we had the conversation the other day, right. I was kind of smiling about the whole concept of microgreens in San Antonio because right. my experience since I moved here in July was that everything's bigger in Texas, including, including the size of the plates, the, the um, amount of food that pile on your, your plate. And Tex-Mex is awesome. And I didn't see anything healthy there. So the concept of microgreens, I was like, serious, serious. Yeah. But I lo- love the concept. and It's yeah. just incredible. And broccoli best vegetable ever. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. superb. And the, and the difference between the sprouts and the microgreens, the sprouts is basically where you have the radical root coming out, where you've germinated it basically in a jar with water, uh, which is very prone to bacteria and mold and things like that. So there was an issue a few years back where people were, you know, not eating the most healthiest thing. Well, microgreens, you don't have to worry about that because it goes to the next stage. Uh, and the way we produce it and the way we plant it and grow it, um, hardly any, any, chance of bacteria or mold or anything like that that's happening into the crops. Let's talk about your business approach here. So there's selling it farm to market is one thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but you took the approach also of targeting local restaurants and things like that, right? Absolutely. So now you can get a steady outgoing supply and then you're, you're supplying good nutrition to places that are actually doing something with that and then giving it to getting it into the hands and the mouths of our local (laughs) residents. So uh, what inspired you to actually take it to that level and what's next? So basically uh, what inspired me to take it to that level was there's a lot of restaurants here in San Antonio that 
didn't know what microgreens were and how healthy they could be. Mm. Uh, most people would know these as a, a fine dining establishment where a chef would put this onto a, as a garnish onto a plate. Well, there's so much more nutritional value than just a little garnish on a plate. So I tried to educate chefs and try to educate uh, restaurant owners here in San Antonio. So far, it's been pretty successful. Uh, everyone I've talked to has been intrigued about, wow, you know, this could be something that we could use in our restaurant. Traditionally, you know, it would be a fine dining restaurants, but I'm finding the San Antonio locally owned restaurants are starting to now get into the microgreens. Another one is food trucks, um, uh, taco trucks. They are used, start using radishes and microgreens as far as broccolis, and they're using cilantro to enhance the flavor. But not, not only that, but also the appeal to make their product look a little bit better, right? Mm. And it's going to taste better when you, you eat with your eyes. So that's another reason I wanted to do that. So in going forward, you know, I just want to make sure that um, I have the opportunity uh, to, to go into many, as many restaurants as possible, but not only restaurants, but catering companies. I'm also looking to get into juice bars. And I also want to make sure that we continue to drive in-home delivery businesses uh, to everybody who wants it, not just, uh, you know, restaurants and juice bars. But if somebody at a farmer's market comes up, definitely want to make sure I be, I'm able to deliver to them if they want it for free. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and I mean, clearly you've got a plan then for how you're going to dominate the market here oh, in yeah. San Antonio. How scalable is it? So say all, all these restaurants start going, Tracy, we want your product. We want your product. We want your product. Can you scale? And could you scale outside of San Antonio as well quite easily? I could. Um, we've so far what, I've, what we've done, my wife and I, is we have basically have put in the foundation mm. to be able to scale. So right now we have everything in place to where we can easily scale up from where we're at right now. What does that mean, though? How, what did you put in place? So basically we, what we did was we had a forward-thinking approach to it. We've got all the products available already. We have excess of seeds. We have excess of medium that we're using, like cocoa core, soil, all of our racks that we have. We don't use everything that we've purchased because we've, we could tell it was going to take off after a few just conversations with people. So we went ahead and set that in place now. And so right now we're looking to, do, to just fill up all of our racks and fill up all of our, all, all of our lights and just take this to the next level in San Antonio. Hmm. Well, I like that. All right. So uh, what about challenges? Challenges. Uh, the biggest challenge I've had so far is just, uh, you know, acquiring clients. Um, uh, so far, you know, I've, I've tried to start out my basics as far as farmers markets and then getting into the restaurants. But just, you know, adding additional clients to scale that up to make sure that I have a revenue trend coming in. Uh, that's been the, the, the most challenge I've had so far. Growing it and things like that, that's not a challenge. Challenge is just getting people to understand it. I suppose one of the problems here, is, I mean, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, is that, uh, that the education around the benefits here is you're starting from scratch, aren't you? Oh, yeah. So how are you going out there to educate people and, and help them to understand the sheer benefit here? Because it's clearly a lot. Right. So basically, um, as far as like when I've educated people, it's been mostly at farmer's markets. A lot of people here in San Antonio just don't know what microgreens are. Um, microgreens started in California in the late 1990s and just has swept over, over the nation. Um, but people just don't understand what they are. So I, all I have to do is explain to them what they are mm -hmm. and give them a taste of it. Give them a sample. And as soon as someone tastes it and understands what benefits they have that they can get from that product, it's a no-brainer for them. Okay. And that's how it works for us at the farmer's markets that we do in, in restaurants as well. And in terms of, I suppose I'm thinking here with, with a coach hat on, like hearing what it is that you're doing, which is awesome, 
you're kind of like restricting yourself though if you're just doing the education at a farmer's market. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go into um, digital marketing and, and, and content, you start doing videos and start to educate more and more people via a video, you see your revenues increase by 30 to 40%. Absolutely. Now, yeah. that's something I would be strongly recommending to anybody who's into business. When you start to make it personal, people listen, like this, this podcast. You know, Mark's becoming hugely popular and well-known in, in San Antonio because you see his face absolutely everywhere you go. Everywhere, yeah. So, you know, if you can get your face out to explain it and it starts hitting the social media channels, you really ought to be doing that. I mean, I'd be saying that to any business owner right this, at this moment. It's one of your top 12 strategies that anyone should be doing in a oh, business. Yeah. Well, sure. And I would take it a step further and say that targeting wherever restaurant owners are going, that's where you should be hanging out as well, mm -hmm. right? Where are they going? Are they going to... You know, mastermind sessions in San Antonio, or are they going, is there events, any kind of event you can get where restaurants are going to be at is a place that I would say definitely to hang out. Definitely. And this is where like Samantha, she's very much in, and this is like, I don't know if you rolled this into your service yet as far as what you're <laughs> doing, but connecting someone like Tracy, and this is what I'm passionate about <laughs> with the show. But connecting Tracy to the right folks, right. that's that concierge part of what you're doing. Yes. I actually I'll let her already take did. that over. <laughs> actually, I already have done that for Tracy. <laughs> so he actually reached out to me um, because I'm, I'm part of a new uh, B2B, B2B group, right? And he wanted to be a part of it. But unfortunately, with his services, it just didn't fit the requirements. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm, of course, a connector. That's what I love doing. And I said, hold on. Will you be open to having a conversation with somebody that I know? Because this person that I know, I think would be beneficial for him. Right. And he said, sure, I'd love that. And I said, okay, cool. So I set up a meeting for us. And yep. my friend happens to be a, a food broker. And so he gets foods into stores. And so perfect. They, they had a conversation. They're going to have a meeting and hopefully move forward with yeah. that. Yeah. And then we'll have to get into it. So that's a great connection. How do you then keep with that to make sure that it's beneficial for him, but also for the community that you're putting together. Cause I love all that, but mm -hmm. connections can be fleeting. They're here, there, and they're here and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, okay. So we talked about scaling. Um, so two years from now, what's your business look like? My business is going to be a, we're going to be able to take this business from where we're at now, small scale, and we're going to be able to do it a hundred times more pretty easily. And my goal is that when people think of microgreens, they think of us. They think of microgreen gems. And that's why, you know, we've, we've gone through a few, you know, changes of the name, but we think that's the best thing is the microgreen gems because it's a gem of a product. So who's going out? Nice. I, like, I like that. It's a gem of a product. <laughs> it's a gem of a product. That Beautiful. is good. Who came up with that? Uh, Mr. Howie. Mr. Howie. Oh, it's a Howieism. Howie. Yeah. yeah, but that's free marketing advice, hey, I imagine. Free marketing for Howie, too. So, um, but doing content, what kind of content are you creating for social media? So right now, uh, my son is actually, and my daughter are starting to, to get me in, in more involved in that. I've been just aspect of just growing it and making the business where it as, as it is today. But they're the ones that are more into the social media and things like that than what I am. So there are have been talking to me about, hey, well, let's get a, a YouTube channel. Let's get some things going on Facebook. Let's get some things going on Instagram. So my daughter has been taking all the videos and doing things like that on Instagram at, at the places that we're at. So Don't forget LinkedIn. And LinkedIn. I have a yeah. lot of followers on LinkedIn. Excellent. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, how planning them, growing yeah. them, you know, I mean, how you keep them clean, how they're, you know, you know, whatever you're doing there, just educate, educate. And then, of course, the nutritional value of yeah. it and the taste, the flavor. Because at the end of the day, the restaurants want to know about flavor and pop. Maybe less so on nutrition. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as the end consumer, nutrition does matter. You know what I mean? Correct. And then, Correct. You're, so whoever's going to be the face of the brand, 
needs to be like if you're the face of the brand, it's like you got to be on those. Don't just have video of the product or whatever right. picture, but you put personalize personalize it, it correct? Yeah, because yeah. that's who they'll connect with. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love to. Um, the concept of this is growing over the next couple of years, a hundred times you're saying. I suppose when you do that, that's going to be, is that something that you and your wife can then still do? Absolutely. Just the two of you? Absolutely. You don't need anyone else to no. take it to 100x? No. That's awesome. We all need a business like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, it, doesn't, it doesn't take long to grow them. The microgreens can grow within 10 days. Yeah. And I have a harvest every 10 days. So we spend about maybe an hour a day just planting and harvesting and getting things ready. The whole concept of the, what is difficult about it is the temperature, the humidity, and the airflow of the, of the place that you, that you the, the grow room, because we grow them inside, so it has to have that controlled environment. If it doesn't have that controlled environment, you're going to get different flavors, you're going to get different growths, you're going to get stunted growths and things like that. So. Cool. And do you have a problem with that here in Texas? Only the during the summertime, actually. Because <laughs> you yeah. got to keep it really cool. Yes, it needs to be between 68 and 72 degrees, and the humidity needs to be under 50%. Okay. So dehumidifiers wow. are a must. Uh, All right. <laughs> so that's, awesome. we got to wrap up that segment. Absolutely. But Tracy, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do Microgreengems.com. Uh, uh, click on that and then go to our Facebook page and just leave a, mes a message there and we'll be able to get anything that you're looking for. All right. Thank you, Tracy. Appreciate it. Thank Great you. job and congratulations on Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Next up on the show is Samantha Guajardo, a business networking expert and the CEO of Elite Business Link. And apparently you're quite busy as well. How are things going with your business launch? Oh, man, everything's going really great. Um, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening for 2024. So just trying to get everything organized this month and we can have a strong start. All right. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your background, how you ended up where you're at today. Well, okay. How long do I have? No, no, just 90 <laughs> seconds. Okay. I'll make it as soon as possible. Um, so I was actually in a corporate job, um, had some health stuff and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Ended up getting into insurance, first sales job I've ever had before. Um, so some of y'all might know me as Foxy, because that would be my little call. Foxy Insurance. <laughs> I love Mark's reaction there. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. So, you know, it was something different. It sets you apart. Anyways, did the insurance thing, and it just wasn't for me. Like, God bless anybody who can get into insurance. It's, it's not for everyone, and obviously it just wasn't for me. But... It got me into networking and it got me into talking to business owners and making connections. And that's when I knew this is where I thrive at building relationships with people, building relationships with business owners and making connections for other people. Um, and so once I was like, OK, this isn't for me. What am I going to do now? I didn't want to go back into a corporate job. This is this is where I see myself thriving. So I sat down, kind of put a business plan in order um, and figured this is what I'm going to do. Let's just start, hit the ground running. And that's how I got started in it. Wow. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, love, I, love, I put him on the spot totally, right? I was going to say. He doesn't know this. And, and the poor guy, he doesn't have his, any show notes or anything. So, but uh, I mean, I, you, I, guys, I, you guys talked already. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we did. I know you've we got did. some. Yeah, we did. What, what I love is the fact that Samantha just put a hand up with the, the insurance and went, do you know what? This isn't for me, but I'm going to do something about it. And, and I love that, that, that courage of going, that's enough now. I'm going to step away. And I'm going to go and do this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to go and get another job. I'm going to go and follow my heart right. and go and put that into action. Yes. And that, that is really commendable. Thank you. One of the things I'm wondering is, as you've gone into this, I can't imagine it's all been plain sailing. 
there's probably been a few hurdles and things. Oh, of course. What, what's, what's maybe one of the greatest challenges that you've been hit with that you've overcome and gone, I learned a lot from that? Um, as far as challenges, obviously, I'm, I'm still new into to this field. So I would say right now, my main challenges are just finding the, the right venues and locations for stuff. Um, unfortunately, you know, some of the places that do offer their places, sometimes like parking might be an issue or, and so I, that was one of the issues that I did have at one of my events. Um, unfortunately, just being mindful of location, that's kind of where I've struggled with is understanding, okay, well, you can't just pick anywhere, right? It has to be somewhere feasible for not just you for your event, but for everybody. So um, I think that would be one of my biggest hurdles that I've kind of overcome yeah. recently. So what I'm curious about is you got to, there's got to be a whole bunch of places where you can extract revenue from what it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. right? Charge a fee, but there's like, there's connections, there's, you want to lower the cost of this or get it for free. It's mm -hmm. like constantly negotiating, which I love, by the way. Yeah, so totally. how do you approach that when it comes to something like venue selection? Because you're looking for places that, that will accommodate, but mm -hmm. then also trying to figure out, well, how can I get it for free mm -hmm. or very low cost? How do you manage all of that? So thankfully, I have a lot of great people that I know, right? And so most of the locations that I've had recently is from people that I know uh, that have connections with those places. And because they have great relationships with them, they have great relationships with me, right? And so it's just building those relationships with the right people. Um, I've had people that have come to my events and offered their venue space as well. And I feel like since I'm in the in the business of helping other businesses, it's a no brainer. I want to have a I want to have an event there because if they took the time out to come and support me, I know I can take a time out and to support their business just by showcasing it and and letting people know about it. Well, then asking too for like okay, again, I'm just playing like right, it's right. always about trying to add value, mm -hmm. but to what it is that you're doing. But if somebody, if a venue is saying, "Hey, I'd love to be hosting your next event," it's mm -hmm. like okay, well. Then it's like, well, that's the freebie, right? Exactly. Then it's like, well, what else can they bring, right? Can they handle, can they provide drinks or food or something else? Right. So it's always about the negotiation and, and trying to add value for free or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I approach it. What are your thoughts there, Keen? No, no I, I agree. But I think that there's something I really want to touch on here, if, it's, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, because um, one of the things that Samantha's got going on in her business is it's not just your typical... Um, event planning. It's not just a typical concierge calendar service. She she has an approach to networking events that no one else has here in San Antonio. Now, having just come to town, I've gone to tons of networking events. What Samantha does though is, and I love this tagline, was the unconventional networking. Mm. Samantha, can you explain a little bit more about how you're unconventional? Because it's 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 really good at hooking people, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it it's is. something completely different that's going on. Here, here in San Antonio, which sets her apart from a value proposition perspective, which is really important. Yeah, thank you for thank you for that. <laughs> so, as far as my unconventional networking, I would say um, I do have typical networking events. People just show up, have a good time, meet, mix, mingle. Um, but I wanted to find something that will bring business owners together and not really focus on the business side of it, but just enjoy being in the moment. Um, and enjoying that event because business is always going to come up no matter where you're around business owners, right? Um, so I started a book club, a business book club, um, and that's focused on one type of business book. Um, and then all these business owners come together. We talk about the book and how it relates to business. And we get to see different 
aspects and different mindsets from different types of businesses and everybody gets so much insight from it right um and then of course we're just so focused on the book we're not really like our, our guards are down we're not really feeling like oh we have to talk about business but after it ends up coming together um, I also hosted a date night for business owners, which I wanted it to be an unconventional way of networking where we can just focus on our couple because when you're in business, you don't have time to really do that or focus on your family. And so I wanted people to just come, enjoy themselves. Uh, well, I have a photographer. You don't have to take selfies. You can just be in the moment. And then once everybody's there having a good time, enjoying themselves after, everybody's going to come talk about business. And that's exactly what happened. And after I saw that, I said, you know what, this is something that I need to continue doing because I think it's great. If I can get, you know, business owner couples to come together and enjoy time and but also have that mindset after, why not? Um, and so I'm going to be having a date night every other month and then I'm going to have a family day every other month. So that's going to be for business owners to bring their families and have a good time. And I don't want people to think business, right? I'm going to this event. Oh, it's going to be another event. I'm going to have to talk about business. I want people to just kind of let that guard down and then just have another way to talk in a more organic conversational Okay, and then so talk about your business calendar a little bit. What are your what is that? How do people access it? What's the value that it brings for folks there? Right. So right now, the business calendar is a monthly networking event calendar. Um, there are other calendars out there in San Antonio, but what makes mine a little bit different is it's customized. Um, so it's it's niche specific. Um, so one of my calendar uh, clients that I do have, they're in the beauty industry, right? So instead of her going to events that don't fulfill where she needs to be. She focuses on women events, mom events, business, uh, beauty events, and like fashion shows. So I put those on a calendar for her, and then she can kind of pick and choose which events would be best for her to go to. Would that be something like if Tracy said, hey, can you put a calendar together for me? Mm -hmm. Is it custom for every customer that you have? Everyone. Every that time. sounds like a huge it's task. Awesome. It, it's, it's a huge task. Save it me is. a lot of time. Yes. <laughs> it was gonna say, That's exactly what it is. It's going to save you a ton of time. Yeah. yeah. Her time goes through the roof at the moment, right. but you've, you've got some ideas of how you're going to overcome that, haven't you? Yes, yes. Well, I have some ideas in the works of how we're going to try and get that because it it it's such a great value for business owners. You're able to invest your time back into your business instead of having to find all these events or what is the right place to go to or is it going to be worth my time? Because I know when I was networking for insurance, you know, I'd go to networking events here or there and it just wasn't, it wasn't the right spot for me, right? And so that's kind of where a lot of people are always trying to figure out, is it the best event? Is it not the best event? So <laughs> I try and help guide them in the right direction on that path. How do you grade an event on whether or not it's, let's say it's a bunch of restaurateurs coming together, how, how many people are going to be there? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the vibe of the place going to be? How do you grade these events? So uh, what I do a lot, obviously, because I can't be at every event in San Antonio, um, I do ask around people if they've been to this event just to kind of get their knowledge of it. Um, and then I'll kind of do some research on who's hosting the event or as well as like what, what the event is about to see if it is the best fit for the client. No, I mean, I'm not going to get it 100% all the time, right? But at least to give them that guidance and then they can kind of pick and choose. It's, it's, it's more about just saving their time and energy from having to look. Um, and then, of course, they have a list and they can pick and choose. Are you networking with other event planner people so that you can get? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, yes. 
So I, I find it fascinating. So from a value proposition perspective, it's not like a, um, a normal kind of model in terms of going to a venue and then what more can I extract from it? That there's a value proposition to the business owners that's a little bit unique here, which is something I really love. It's quite unique here in San Antonio. Um, and I think that's, that's just so gonna be awesome to see what happens there. What does it cost? I mean, so like if Tracy said, hey, I need a calendar set up for me that's gonna you know, keep an eye out for the things that I need and you're mm -hmm. gonna channel it to me. What's the cost and what's the, how do you deliver? So it's $40 a month. I have a, on a monthly subscription and then I send it out through email, which is everything that I'm working on the back end. I'm going to have to get it aligned on like a website and stuff to get it more organized because it's still a little baby. But yeah, there's a lot of big things happening. That, that's highly cost effective. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how did you come up with $40? I mean, for the amount of effort you're putting in, because you're you're looking at the calendar every week, every two weeks. Yeah, a lot. So you're having to do a lot of manual work here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you gotta be so, careful so, about undervaluing yeah. your time there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah. Well, this is where a, seriously a virtual assistant would be good for you when you're ready for it, right. because then you know what your system and process is, so you can train somebody else to do that, yes. where they can go and look and aggregate that information and then deliver it in a way that makes sense. And then just but follow up. You're gonna have to do that a less because your time is going to run out quick. Right. Yeah. So, so clearly the recommendation at the moment is to sign up for Samantha's calendar now yes. at $40 a month. <laughs> Fix her in for at least 12 months, preferably two years. I'll take three. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Before she increases the prices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would After be curious. That, that's, that, that. <laughs> I think that you may want to have like a, uh, an explanation video that really walks people through yes. how this works for them yes. and make that something deliverable. So when somebody says, hey, I got some questions, you can say, I'm going to shoot you over an email and it's got your YouTube video somewhere mm -hmm. where you're actually talking about it so they'll understand what that is right. and how yeah. it works. Thank you. Cool. Um, so that is a fresh idea to networking. I like it. Um, where do you see yourself in two to five years? Expanding, definitely. Uh, scaling probably outside of San Antonio for sure. Um, I've already been approached from people that are not in San Antonio that are looking for, especially the calendar, uh, that are looking for that, that are out of state. And I'm like, I can definitely try to help you right now. You know, it's new to me. So I, it's, I, I see it. I see it growing. Definitely. Scalable. So. I'm guessing, Kian, that the money is going to be in event planning. What are your thoughts there? Um, I'm actually thinking that with the, the calendar has real, as we would say in England, has legs with it because um, if the technology is sitting there, it's got, it's got that nice infrastructure, it's just scalable. And then with maybe staffing behind it that can do all the event, that, that could easily go US wide. Whereas mm -hmm. the event planning, that's restricted to a team of people. Whereas something that's technology driven is far more scalable. Yeah, but you can charge an awful lot when you get good at event planning. You know what I mean? Tens of thousands of oh, dollars you can. to handle big you can. events. But it's, it's more one-off. So if you're thinking about maybe building a brand for a sale in five years' time, the calendar idea is the best one. Mm -hmm. Love it. Which is very, very interesting. And actually, with recommendation for anyone who's thinking about that is you get your ducks in a row. Is that a phrase you guys use over here? Sure, sure. yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, take, yeah, you take that? Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, it's awfully kind of you. Um, <laughs> it's to get your ducks in a row now mm -hmm. so that actually you're making sure that you're constantly dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Is that another one you use? Yeah, I'll take so. that one too. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> I two, love it. That's two in a row. Two in a row. Yeah, just so you get the maximum value. Okay. Excellent. All right, so uh, business mindset tip. Okay, so this is where, like, somebody's going to get into your business mm -hmm. type of thing. What's a mindset for you that you had to really kind of lead with 
in order to be successful where you're at. So it could be like, there's a lot of failure. There's a lot of figuring it out. There's a lot of whatever. So what kind of mindset have you brought to your business in order to kind of push through what you're going through? So for me personally, honestly, it, it had to be belief in myself belief in myself because when I got out of insurance it really drained me I've always been a very person I've always been that type of person that if I know I can do it doesn't matter what it is I've always been able to be very successful but when I got an insurance and I just couldn't get it down it made me feel like a failure you know and I got into this place where I was like man if I can't do this like what am I gonna do you know and I really had to take some time out for myself and just be like, you know what? It's just not for you. And that's okay. It's not for everybody. Um, but it took me a while. And then when I started realizing, you know what? This is this is the journey that I'm on. This is the path that I want to go on. I believe that I can do it. I know that I can do it just from helping some people around me and bringing value to their business just from connecting. It's it's where my heart is. I, I love helping other people. And so I know that I just had to get out of my own head and know that I'm capable of doing this and I will be successful. Well, that's a daily struggle, right? I mean, because yeah. I think all of us go through that, right? Yeah. That cloud of doubt can come in and start picking at you, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you have to be like, uh-uh. no, I, I believe in myself. I believe what I'm doing. And I have a passion for it, which is why passion for what we're doing is super important because it can help push us past where maybe we've got some not so good news coming our way or financials or whatever else, or you get some bad advice from, or good advice from a coach that doesn't set well, which is, that's a thing, right? Sometimes you're giving advice out and it's not going to set well with them, but that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we kind of ran out of time on our, we're, we're actually not going to get to the after show because we're running out of time, <laughs> but great conversation. Samantha, yeah. if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, Elite Business Link on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. You can find me under my name, Samantha Guajardo, my personal Facebook as well. All right, awesome. Kian, any closing thoughts? I'm just thinking of one thing that um, you're just talking about mindset, resilience. As entrepreneurs, you guys are only going a few months, you're going to get knockbacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thick skin, be resilient, and you'll get through it, and you'll be successful. Yeah, that's. I think it's a requirement to be an entrepreneur. You have to have that resilience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, great job. Thank you. Uh, everybody. Awesome. Uh, so that's going to be it for this show. Make sure you guys check out our latest podcast. Catch video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week. We'll see you on the next one. All right, Mark. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.